the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. My hope and my prayer is that you will attach yourself to the Word of God. Regardless of culture, regardless of activist judges, regardless of tongue-tied preachers, regardless of heckling from Hollywood, and that you will stand for biblical description of marriage. Hello again and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you have found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants God requires to help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church, located in Los Angeles, California. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. We have started a series called anchored. And uh, we're looking at eight things that happen if you attach yourself, anchor yourself uh, to the Word of God. And uh, we've looked at the fact that you will always know the will of God. You will never be alone, afraid, or without. Last week we looked at Christ will lead you to full surrender. And today's the letter H, and I want to talk about the truth that if you attach yourself to the Word of God, you will have a biblical view of marriage. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all Scripture. I want you to say all Scripture. I want you to remember that when you're holding this Bible, that all Scripture is God-breathed, is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I want you to go down to chapter 4, look at verse 2. I want to read three more verses. Chapter 4, verse 2, it says, preach the Word. Say, preach the Word. Oh, I love that phrase, preach the Word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Now, you've got to be exact. You've got to be careful. You've got to do it patiently, but you've got to be exact. Verse 3, and here's where we are. I believe this is where we are as a country. I think Paul was saying to Timothy, Timothy, you've got to preach the Word. In other words, you've got to preach the truth. But here's why, verse 3, for the time will come where men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own evil desires, They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear, and they will turn their ears away from the truth. Instead, they will turn aside to myths. The time will come 
where people will no longer want to hear the truth. Nowhere is that more obvious than in our culture today in defining marriage. I should say in defining biblical marriage. Before our very eyeballs, marriage is being redefined, rewritten, and redesigned. What was once a 5,000-year-old institution known as a covenant between a man and a woman has become anybody can marry anybody free for all. With same-sex marriages, multiple wives being married to multiple husbands, I actually have an article in my office of a woman in America that was married to her dog and it was ordained by the clergy of her church. My hope and my prayer is that you will attach yourself to the Word of God. Regardless of culture, regardless of activist judges, regardless of tongue-tied preachers, regardless of heckling from Hollywood, and that you will stand for biblical description of marriage. I want to begin with the truth of God's design. You can clap. Let's clap. Come on. You can clap. I want to begin... Roman number one of God's design. This was God's genius, all right? The whole thing was God. It was his invention, his creation, his design. I want you to turn to Genesis 1. It's the very first book in the Bible, the very first chapter. It goes that far back. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God, everyone say the word God. God created man, and we're going to talk about this later in the sermon, in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. And I have news for you. Men are different than women. We're different biologically, we're different behaviorally, we're different emotionally, we are different relationally, and comedians make a living telling the difference between the two. But not only did God create us different, write this down, his original design, the reason why he made us male and female, was to populate the earth, according to verse 28. You just read verse 27. Verse 28 says God blessed them. I love the fact that God blessed them. He blessed the male. He blessed the female. He he created us different. He says that he blessed them. And what did he, he blessed them to do? It said he blessed them to them, male and female, to be fruitful and to increase in number and to fill the earth. That's always a good Bible verse to read before you go to bed at night. I, I really believe that. Amen. Amen. Just the men say amen. Amen. Let me hear the ladies say amen. Amen. All right, all right, all right. God was the one that thought this whole thing up, the intimacy. He designed our bodies, uh, male and female, with the ability to reproduce, for the ability to procreate, pro, to be proactive, to proactively create, procreate, to, to have babies that that we would populate the earth. It was all his design. And so when it comes to marriage, there is no such thing as a new normal. It is the forever normal of a man and a woman coming together to populate the earth. 
Now, the letter B, he intended for this relationship or partnership between a male and a female to be done in the context of a committed lifelong covenant relationship based on love, respect, mutual submission, and personal sacrifice and what we know as marriage. Genesis chapter 2 verse 21. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Verse 22. And then the Lord God made a what? He made a woman from the rib that he had taken out of the man and brought her to the man. Imagine what he saw when he saw her. Verse 23, the man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. (laughs) For she was taken out of man. Now here's the verse 24. And every person, if you have a Bible, you need to circle this verse. For this reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Jesus confirms or reaffirms the marriage principle in Matthew chapter 19 and Mark chapter 10 and Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. God's design, male and female, that this couple in a covenant relationship a union called marriage, this is letter C, write this down, that they would create and bless and lead and raise little babies, all right, children, who would in turn, those children, write this down, that the parents would raise the children to grow up so that the children would love and honor and obey God. And ladies and gentlemen, that has been the plan for five years thousand years you learn from studying the word of god that god's design for marriage was a man and a woman raising children and having those children to grow to honor the lord but as in everything that is holy and in everything that is true and that in everything that is pure and in everything that is of God, Satan comes along and his calling card is deception. I want you to write this down. In John chapter 10, 10, the Bible says that the devil comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. Anything that is good, anything that is of God, anything that is holy, Satan's tactics, his ploy is to kill, steal, and to destroy. I have pages and pages of illustrations. I'll just give you a few. God created uh, in the Garden of Eden. He created the Garden of Eden for Adam and Eve to enjoy, but Satan convinced them to disobey God and to eat of the one tree that they weren't supposed to eat of, and then sin entered into this world. God created the angels to serve as ministers and messengers, but Satan deceived or convinced a third of heaven to rebel against God, according to Ezekiel chapter 28. John chapter 13, God sent his son Jesus to save the world, but Satan deceived Judas into betraying Jesus, and he convinced the world to nail Jesus to a cross. Ezekiel talks about the fact that God created the sun and the moon 
and all the stars, but Satan has convinced people to worship the sun, the moon, the stars. We call it astrology today. God created within us the ability to forgive, but Satan somehow convinces us to hold grudges against one another. God created us with a sense of joy that would only be fulfilled in Jesus Christ, but Satan deceives people to pursue endless pleasures that never fulfill or satisfy. God created within us the sense of kindness, but Satan convinces people to take advantage of one another in order to get ahead in life. God created within us a sense of faithfulness, but Satan convinces people to ignore the oaths and the promises that they have made only to act in their own best interest. And so as we read through the Bible and we see God's design for marriage, one man with one woman in a covenant relationship, populating the earth, having children who will then in turn uh, be raised to honor God, Satan has an all-out assault to kill, steal, and to destroy what the Bible knows and calls and deems as marriage. Now, my question is, what are some of the deceptive ways? There are many. How does Satan deceive us? I just want you to thank yourself. What, what is Satan, what, how is Satan today uh, destroying marriage? How is he destroying marriage? And I, I'll give you some things, and you, you can choose to write them down if you want, but uh, one would be uh, the unfaithfulness of a spouse. It's called infidelity. It's called adultery. Satan uses that uh, to break up a home, to break up a family. We see it over and over again. You'd have to say that pornography was one of the biggest tools of Satan. I mean, I don't want to offend anybody here, but you, you can't be very smart if you don't understand how Satan has used pornography to ruin and to destroy so many marriages. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and then you have temptations where Satan tempts us to live together before we're married. He's actually convinced us. He's convinced us that it's okay to have sex before marriage. That, that's not God's plan. That's not God's will. But Satan somehow has convinced us of that. And so later when we bring that unfaithfulness into the marriage, it, it, we're just almost destined for it not to work. And then we have a thing called divorce where then now children are being raised without a mommy or without a daddy. And it, there is some confusion of the, of the genders when that takes place. You have a thing called physical and sexual abuse that that starts a chain of abuse for generations to come. Satan has convinced us or he's deceived us to where many of us don't, don't even understand what the word commitment means. We, 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 we don't even really know what love means. So we're, so, we're so confused about what even, what, what even the definition of love is. Satan has convinced us that love is a feeling when really love is a commitment and a decision that you choose to serve one another you see, Satan will pretty much do anything. He will do anything to destroy your marriage. If you're here today, you need to understand uh, Satan is doing anything he can do to destroy your marriage. And not only does Satan want to destroy your marriage, he wants to destroy the definition of marriage. But for all practical purposes, Satan has had success in deceiving man. And we see that in my third point, which is man's degeneration. We have God's design for marriage. The Bible clearly states what marriage is. And then we have Satan's deception. And then we have man's degeneration in the fact that we took the bait, that we've been deceived in our culture and other cultures around the world. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 1, starting with verse 18, all right? You just kind of, I, I just want to read it. I just want to read it, Okay. You need to hear it. I need to read it because uh, the, the time will come where I won't be able to, in my opinion. 
Verse 18, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their what? See, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the sin is. I don't care. Once a man gets involved in any sin, he wants to suppress the truth so he can continue to live the way he wants to live. Verse 19, since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them, verse 20, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly seen being understood uh, from what has been made so that men are without excuse. Verse 21, for although they knew God, they, they knew God, they knew there was a God, they chose to neither glorify him as God nor give thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. And verse 22 says, although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. We have, we have taken the bait and we have become fools. And the word fools, if you study that word in the Bible, it means to, to live, to act without your brain engaged is what the word means. Now let's go down to verse 24, okay? Therefore, everyone say therefore. God, the Bible says, just gave him over. What does that phrase mean? You're going to see it over and over here in this text. He just gave him over. And what I think it means is that God finally decided, you know what, I have tried, I have called, I have spoken, but they have denied and they have chosen not to follow my ways. So instead of continuing to compel, there comes a point where I just, I just going to let them go. And that's what I believe this says. I want you to look at that. Uh, what verse are we on? Verse 24. Therefore, God just gave them over to their sinful desires, to sexual impurity, for the degrading of their bodies with one another. Verse 25, they exchanged the truth of God for a what? For a lie. And they've worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. See, that's what happens. God created us. What we're supposed to do is, is worship him because he's the creator. We're the creation. And we're supposed to honor God, worship God, love God, and serve God. But instead, we look at other things that God has created and we start to worship one another. And we forget about God, don't care about God. Look at that verse again, verse 25. They exchange the truth of God for lie, and they worship and serve created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. Verse 26, because of this, here's this phrase again, God gave them over to shameful lust. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. The same way the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. So write that word down, number three. We took the bait, we became fools, and we have become perverse, according to the Word of God. Now look at verse 28. Furthermore, everyone say furthermore. furthermore. Since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the what? I'm going to tell you right now, it's always worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God. The day you stop being concerned about the knowledge of God and the wonder of God is the day you are in some serious trouble. 
But they, it says in verse 28, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, here's this phrase again. He gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. And they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, gossips, Verse 30, slanders, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent, they invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. And here's, here's the scary part. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but they approve of those who practice them. I want to show you something. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. This has to do with everyone in this room. Verse 9. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? And then it lists these sins. Do not be what? Now who is the one who's deceiving us? Satan is the one who's deceiving us. Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor the idolaters, nor the adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. But here's your verse, verse 11. Here's another verse that you need to circle, put a star around. It says, but that is what some of you were, past tense. And I know that we focus on one sin or two sins, but there's a whole list of sins there. And we are guilty as a whole of these sins. But what's important is is that you recognize that it is a sin and that you turn from that sin and allow Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ and the spirit of Jesus Christ to wash you of those sins, to sanctify you, and to justify you. And that is possible so that every single person in this room can stand up and say, yes, That's what I used to be, but I have been washed, I have been sanctified, and I have been justified by the power of Jesus Christ. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing. One Thing. 
rediscover a simpler faith in our complicated world. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 